Welcome to Free and Figuring It Out, a weekly podcast hosted by two Brits, Sherelle Griffith and Verity Brown, on a mission to support, empower and reassure fellow independent millennial women that they can be self-sufficient, successful and seen. Hello everyone and welcome back to Free and Figuring It Out. I hope you are all keeping well. Something that I wanted to talk about because it's something that I've been figuring out this week is our environment and I'm not going kind of eco sustainability element here I'm talking about our actual environment around us whether that's our immediate environment as in our home or our room or whatever setup we have or if it's where we live and the environment there it's something that I spoke to my therapist a little bit about before Christmas and I said like how much inner work do I have to to do before the outer stuff like before they meet do you know what I mean so Mm -hmm. they so they say like don't blame like your outer world for what's going on inside but there's got there's got to be a boundary somewhere um and I think I've been doing so much inner work in 2020 that I just thought, you know, where does that stop and like my outer environment begin in affecting who I am, my life, etc. And, you know, it's also got me thinking about, you know, we spent a lot more time at home. We spent a lot more time in the place that we live. Yeah. Um, and has it made you appreciate that? Or has it made you think this isn't what I want? Um, and yeah, it's just something that it could be quite a deep topic, but something I think is worth everyone thinking about. Um, to start small, I suppose it's like, for me, you know, I don't have an office. I don't have a computer desk. I kind of make the best of what I have. And I think that's starting to, to drain me a little bit in the it's just not the best setup for all the type of work I do. And it becomes a little bit just exhausting having to set everything up, take it down. You know, you don't have a space that you can like really have as your own with your energy in it, that this is where I work. This is where I focus. You know, it, mm-hmm. it all gets a bit mixed messages. Oh, I kind of record the podcast where I eat my dinner. Great. You know, it, it gets really confusing. So there's that element, but there's also then that that kind of outside element, you know, where do you live? Where is your home located? And have you felt that with all the amenities taken away of what we know, has your bond with it become even stronger? Or have you realized that actually where you live, the reason it's so great is because of all the bars, the restaurants, the theaters, the, you know, so it's something that I have just been really thinking and figuring out, you know, where, where do I stand in all of that? And actually it sparked me to make some changes. So, um, that's been, yeah interesting little topic for me to work through it's a super interesting topic um you know I we know I lived in numerous locations last year Mm. (laughs) and I think your environment does have a massive implication especially for me when I think of from like a productivity side of things and I think also like mentally you know 
so many things I've read that's like if you have things that are annoying you every single day because that's in your environment that level of frustration is just building up inside of you over and over again so like yeah if every single time you're like I've got to get the podcast mic out I've got to do this I've got to set this up I've got to put it down versus you know I've I've had times periods where I had my office it was all there my desk was there my computer was there my mic was there all I had to do sit down ready had a corner that's my little sanctuary you know for me the difference of having my books back in my life like when I was living I lived in New Cross for about what four months and it was like most of my life was in boxes but just having my desk and my books back was enough for me to feel so much better mm. because I was like when I wanted things I could get them and like I had a dedicated workspace and I had a bit of space to do yoga and that was all I needed and I was like, actually made me realize some of the other things I might have been having more attachment to previously I didn't need but I had worked out but those things were really important to me and also from an external perspective I think so many people live somewhere that they probably have changed their feelings about over the last year so I definitely mm. know people who had decided to live where they lived because it was like around the corner from lovely places to get brunch <laughs> and then yeah, all of a sudden when yeah. you can't get brunch you realize you're paying a premium for what <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because yeah. you know it like you do you pay a premium to normally live in those types of locations and you know living in a city obviously like I was living, I was living in a tower well not quite a tower but I think I had 10 floors is that a tower I don't know how many floors you got to have to have a tower a mini tower a mini tower <laughs> um and you know when you realize normally that wouldn't be an issue because I wouldn't spend much time actually like most of the time when I think about living in London I don't really care where I've lived half the time because I go to work and then I've spend majority of my evenings out after work I see all my yeah. friends in central whereas now when you like said you're like I've got a friend who's in Scotland it's like she's not been allowed to leave what's it five miles from your house for like mm. the whole year basically you realize that five miles is pretty important and you should choose it wisely mm. yeah it's interesting isn't it um yeah it's just it's just something and like I said that that boundary of you know when do you have to start questioning okay it is my environment the best for me and I understand with this there's a there's a level of privilege and a level of choice um but it's just something that I've been pondering over um especially with the work I've been doing kind of inside me um you do feel like it's a bit like a wet towel that you're wringing out and there's only so much you can wring it out before you either need to take a bit of a break or you know you just you've really got as deep as you can in that moment and then you have to start looking at other things so um yeah that's that's kind of me what have you been figuring out this week I've been figuring out smoothies and juices and all fabulous things because I got a Nutribullet for Christmas Mm. yay love a Nutribullet I know well I decided to ask for like super practical Christmas presents this year and so I got a Fitbit because you know 2020 was the year that Sherelle walked herself try to keep herself insane <laughs> <laughs> and then I asked for Nutribullet because I thought uh I, I you know I've missed not getting like juices and smoothies when I'm out and about if I'm honest it's one of the things I definitely think you know I like to build green juice that was definitely would be always on the menu when someone used to take me out for lunch don't get mm-hmm. that and it's one of those things I would pick up from places but yeah. I never thought so now obviously that we're not picking anything up I thought all oh, this would be good and I thought 
my health had become a big focus in 2020 and I thought let's try and you know carry it on so but it's been interesting because you can just eat a whole load of sugar <laughs> so don't be fooled thinking just <laughs> you could so that's been interesting to me so me like spending some time I was like going online trying to find different recipes and then trying to work out then what to do for my weekly shop to like buy and then to make them and stuff so I'm very very beginning of like experimenting but I'm enjoying it um and I think it's yeah it's fun for me to start trying something new like I've never been one that's really cared about food virtually at all like I'm so not interested so I feel like this is the beginning of me like trying to work out like taste combinations and like stuff like that oh I love it I love it I love the fact you can chuck everything in and it just whizzes it up like that's why I suppose it's called Nutribullet because it's all the nutrition like all the seeds and everything can go in um there is a um reese witherspoon has a green Mm. smoothie juice thing that she does um because the sugar thing is a very good point like you don't want to just be having tons of fruit and then loads of sugar so you do have to find that mix of like veg and fruit don't you so um yeah no i think it's i think it's fun and i'm gonna start having a lot more smoothies i find it it's like good fuel for the brain and it means you don't have to think about food yeah well i'm doing it off the back straight after yoga with adrian so we're saying like to try and sort of like keep that routine it's not a time-consuming breakfast for me to then have because literally i'm like i've just Mm. finished my workout i've quickly shove a jumper on go into the kitchen make it and then i eat it so No, that sounds good. Yummy. We're Nutribullet sisters now. I love it. If they want to sponsor us, then that is fine. Um, So I read this uh, article on Refinery29. Um, It was released in October, but I just came across it. Um, Entitled, These Women Paid an Instagram Influencer to Help Them Manifest Money. Now They're Not Happy. Now, in the last episode, I spoke about how I myself have this block with like planting an idea in someone's head to then like buy something off me or you know give me money for an exchange um and I myself have invested in well I've I've literally just done my taxes and I've spent five times the amount I made on my business so I really invested in myself like the last tax year really believed that I could make something of my skills, what I wanted to achieve. And it came to absolutely nothing. And I think I spent, I ended up spending over a couple of years, it was about seven or eight grand. And I did get some of that refunded only a little bit because I was so, so unhappy. Mm. But I'm quite um, like wary because I've been stung and so yeah I thought I'll give this a read and um I didn't realize at first but basically it is about a woman that both me and Sherelle know just from the Instagram world um can you say her name because I don't want to get it wrong I'm probably gonna say it wrong as well but it's, I think it's Sarah Aquis Gombe yeah yeah so um she does. And I've known about her for years and years. And I did like a beauty stack um, business event and she spoke there because she's friends with Sharmadine uh, Reed. And um, she joined up with this like um, money kind of 
manifestation master and release this course, which I actually was very tempted to buy as well. But it basically goes through, it kind of starts off looking at why, um, how life coaching isn't uh, accredited in the UK. Like anyone can be a life coach or a coach of any. It, it is accredited. You, could, you can be certified, but it's not regulated. Oh, sorry. Yeah. 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 So right. you can be, so you can be certified or you can be accredited. Like you can do your proper yeah. training, but it's not compulsory in order to call yourself a coach. True. You be, I could just say right now to you, hello, I'm Chevelle, master coach. <laughs> in this voice because this is how coaches sound. <laughs> um so they just they, they spoke to a couple of women and I, I like the fact that they said that they've changed their names but there's a 31 year old woman she's a single parent she's in the southeast of england she works full-time job in supply change management she earns about 37,000 pound a year um she, it pays the bills. She doesn't love what she does, and she's always dreamed of more. And I think we can really all relate to that. It's, it's a very for you know the average uh, woman with certain levels of privilege. That's a very kind of average story of of yeah. the people that we know. And so um, it's just how about you know she wanted to change her life. She found um, Sarah, and you know she has like close to thirty thousand. And then 50,000 followers on on um, her personal and professional Instagram accounts. She followed her for a while, which is what I found like the person I invested £3,000 in, I'd followed for a while, did the course, and then, well, I didn't even end up doing it. But, um, you know, it's like you kind of really get pulled in and you really trust that person and you really believe that they can help you soar. Um, and yeah, I suppose in summary you know Sarah is kind of saying that she keeps making these 20,000 pound days and all these things that meet trail have heard time and time and time and time again and um Leonie um the lady invested um about 1,200 pounds um she was signed up to a six-month success accelerator and you know, it promised big shifts and a complete leveling up of, of life. And it, it just didn't, basically. And um, I think the thing that really called out to me with this article was the fact that, you know, that whole responsibility of, um, you know, people say, don't they like you know we can teach the stuff but ultimately it's your responsibility to go off and do it having been the woman in the receiving end I, I just think it's more complex than that and I do think there's a bigger issue here I think yeah you can serve someone and give someone the kind of knowledge and your experience and, and that is worth being paid for you know that if you decide what your worth is and you pay for that and you provide that however I think it's a bit more complex than you then just take that and then make your dream life I think it all comes around your circumstances your beliefs you know just just everything to do with that and I think this is where it really triggered me this article because it was like finally I was reading about someone who'd been in the same shoes as me where I was like I'm a smart woman and I feel it felt like I'd been like 
not necessarily manipulated, but I've fallen into a trap of buying something that, and again, not that I thought would change my life, but that I thought would get me to the next level. So then I could keep, you know, and I mean this in a genuine way, like actually building a genuine career for myself, not any quick wins or overnight successes or anything, but it just feels like maybe there is some unnecessary overpromising here and maybe there needs to be that bit more uh, clarity on I can give you everything I know and I know it's worth this amount of money and you can put everything you have into this but there are no guarantees whatsoever mm. that you will get what you are expecting like there could be numerous things that just don't click and that stops it and I just feel that that conversation is not being had yeah I think like you see an American well, I think Americans because they're lawyers for stuff for example that like they're much more conscious about if they put testimonials and sort of like success stories they will say like like not this result might not be typical this might not be what you'll get but I think very mm. often a lot of people don't I, like I've only mainly spotted it with Americans and then I think what happens is people can see the string of success stories which very likely is 10 of the 50 people that have done the course or whatever and because you know as a marketer you are going to choose the best testimonies aren't you you are going to choose you know the one person that managed to do that great breakthrough it's their story that gets pushed to the headline and you don't actually see the other 59 that were doing it and some of them didn't see any difference some of them saw an incremental difference etc yeah um, and I mean I think there are definitely this isn't the only case and I've definitely heard of other women who've definitely been stung by coaches um, sometimes much worse than this where like people literally like just disappear all to like seems just disappear altogether yeah well I had that on a yeah. very low level it was like a 30 pound a month thing but she just literally fell off the pla- <laughs> face of the planet do you remember and I couldn't yeah. I couldn't contact her I couldn't stop the payments like it was awful yeah um and that's the thing so I think there's things about whether the commitment of the actual people and the disappearing or like yeah you just don't feel what you're given matches or that you've just been truly, like you said, the marketing has been so one-sided and so much like this is going to change your life with that when those results aren't don't happen. And like you said, you've fully committed. And I think that's the difference. That's where it's really difficult. Yeah. And it always takes me back to this episode of Sex and City when Charlotte's single and she goes with Carrie to this seminar about how to find love or something. And Charlotte kind of puts her hands up and she says, can I ask you a question? Like I've been doing all the affirmations. I've been doing all the work, you know, I've been doing everything in your book, all the exercises and he's not there. He's not appearing. And the woman just kind of flippantly says, just keep at it. Just maybe try really focusing on it. Just really maybe giving it your all. And Charlotte just like her face is literally just broken and Carrie just stands up and says she is doing everything she can don't you dare say that to her and it just it always comes back into my head because I think you can be there giving it everything and for some reason and sometimes we don't know why it isn't working out Mm -hmm. and that's where I think it's yeah I just think it's a conversation that needs to be had more in that sector 
yeah so we'd love to know your thoughts if you have been stung by a coach please write into us (laughs) oh gosh what no i I want to i do love coaches but but yeah yeah oh no and i love coaches and i've worked you know my lots of my clients are coaches i've got best friends that are coaches so there is nothing wrong with it and even if you're not like obviously we spoke a bit beginning about it, it's not a regulated industry i don't necessarily believe everyone does need to be certified but i think it's just like you said about the integrity around what you're offering how much you're offering what you're promising people like that's what it's about yeah and i think it's it's that like when i invested in it with a one-to-one coach at the start of it she said you know what do you want to achieve and we agreed on a goal and there was a monetary goal and a a client goal and I didn't achieve that in one any sense in one penny (laughs) and she's you know it and it's like but I had no like I couldn't go back to her and say but I've not made that money yeah because it was up to me to do it but then I did everything I could and then there's no one to go to and be like well yeah, there was no guarantees, but at the same time, I'm now like three grand out of pocket and I haven't made anything and I've done everything I can. And it's just, it's gray. And I think it can get, get quite messy. But, um, I think, I think to protect the coaches as well, it needs to be more regulated. Mm -hmm. So it's clearer for them as to what their responsibility is, I suppose, and what they deliver. Yeah. So that makes sense. And this week I have been reading Power Hour by Adrian Herbert. And this book was gifted to me by Hutchinson Books. Um, I think it actually came out 31st December. So perfect for the new year. Um, And it's called Power Hour, How to Focus on Your Goals and Create a Life You Love. And it's based off a podcast that Adrian runs called Power Hour. And I never heard of Adrian before, so I had never listened to podcasts, so I have no um, previous knowledge about the book. Um, however, very quickly it became evident it was about morning routines, and we all know how much mm. I love a good morning routine. And so she talks about like the power, the book goes through like the power of mindset, movement, sleep, people, and purpose. And she talks about how she really, I feel, changed her life by creating her own morning routine which she classes as her power hour um and then she talks through like I suppose different aspects of it so going through those things I just mentioned and then end the book she teaches you like how to create your own power hour now I am a massive fan of morning routines and as I said I probably read Miracle Morning I reckon oh maybe five years ago now and that for me was the first time I managed properly to get a solid morning routine book in and so I think if you are someone who hasn't got a morning routine then then it may it's definitely a book worth considering if you have read other morning routine books I don't particularly think it adds anything if I'm honest um it was all like really like informative and usual but a lot of it was based on like her experiences and I just and for me, having read like having read that, you might have also read the Five AM Club because that's another very popular book. I'm like actually, like 
if you've read one of those books, you probably know what you need to do to do morning routine. So actually use your hour to get up <laughs> and just do it. Mm. One of the things that was interesting was it's more like the 5am club, I think in a way than Miracle Morning. Even though Miracle Morning says you should be up by six, but she was really passionate about like, it has to be early. That was really like, oh, you've got to get up before like the rest of the world wakes up, etc. And now she is a mum, so I'm like, fine. But really great with me because I'm like, I can get up at eight o'clock and I am up before everyone else. Like if you live by yourself, like, or if you live, if you live with other adults, then who else is asking from you that time in the morning? Like I know Verity's going to send me a WhatsApp at 6.50. I just, just turn off my WhatsApp in the morning now. So it's not awake, but do you get what I mean? Like, I think there was a way she wrote that thing about like the real push for morning. I'm like, there are people who are night owls and we have got a podcast episode where we talk about like, um, early birds and night owls and it really grates on me when people try and force people like actually what I truly believe is powerful is getting a morning routine that works for you and like you know for me now like we spoke about it this week and last week about yoga with Adrian like that has been a big thing like that and that is part of it and then I do like my affirmations around it I do like visualizations around it I pretty much it's not quite a miracle morning anymore but it's like it's quite close to it and that works for me. And I don't care if, yeah, it used to be I had to do it at seven because I used to have to leave at a certain time to get on a train to get into central London, but I don't anymore. So why am I dragging myself to get up early just because that's what the world says we need to do? No. Yeah, we, we have spoke about this before. And I think when we spoke about it before, I was like getting up naturally at 6am and you have always been a night owl. Whereas Right now, like I said in the last episode, I'm sleeping 10 hours a night. I'm struggling to get out of bed by nine, if I'm mm. really honest. Like, I'm, I just do not want to open my eyes. Not because I'm sad or depressed or anything like that, but just because my body is like, <laughs> I want to stay here. <laughs> and so I, I kind of get why it, it, it really triggers you so much in that we're being told that the only good way to be is to be early risers I get the beauty of rising early and I love yeah. it in the summer but I'm also currently listening to like my body and listening to the cycles of the seasons yeah and it's so dark and stuff that my but I don't know and I'm rather than feeling guilty I'm just like look my body needs 10 hours sleep night and in summer it may need six and that's fine and yeah and the point you make about seasons as well I think is such an important one because yeah I haven't been I definitely think I haven't been waking up as early as I can do, but also I'm like still dark. So I'm not going to. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Like let talk to me in the summer when it's like six o'clock and maybe then, you know, and like I said, maybe in the summer, therefore my morning routine will end up going earlier when the clocks change. Maybe then I use that as a time mm. to make change, but just being forced to do something. And, and I think it was just the way it was like, just based on the fact that the world's awake, but I was like, if you don't live somewhere, not like maybe you live in a city and therefore like, yeah, you're going to hear all the traffic and stuff if you wake up later. Like this is someone that reads a book that lives in the countryside. Imagine if you, if this is someone that properly like in the countryside, but not near like cows and sheep that are going to wake them up in the morning, then you could be in a properly silent place where there's, there is legitimately what reason is there to say you need to get up before the world starts asking of things for you or before the world starts getting busy. Like that's so based on your perception and your life. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said about your phone and that you don't now look at it until a certain time, like you can put controls in place, can't you? That people don't 
ask things of you until you've done your morning routine, whether that's at six or whether it's at eight or nine yeah. or 10, like it's up to you. So yeah, no, I think, I think it's, and I think when we go back to topics like success and it's about defining it for you, isn't it? You only, you know mm. yourself the best and you've got to think what works best for me. And I think that's really, really key in the topic like this. So, well, I, um, went on Disney plus and watched a nice little movie, a new one called soul. Um, and yeah, obviously I mean, it's Disney, very easy watching, um, but probably a bit more philosophical and spiritual than a regular Disney movie based on a man who is a teacher in a school. He teaches music and he has this dream of being in a band, being in a jazz band, like playing every night in a jazz club. And that's his dream. And he gets offered the chance to do that and then he ends up accidentally um well not dying but going into the world of that you're about to enter the great beyond i think they call it and so his soul is there in this lit like limbo and he's like i'm not ready yet i need to like achieve my dream and you know it makes you think about um are you doing stuff now that means you're not achieving? You just live in day to day to mm. pay bills or whatever, and you're not living your dreams. So it makes you think about that aspect. But then it kind of takes this really like random route that I didn't expect about how he then gets back to earth to live his dream. And there's like different conditions with that. And yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's not what I thought it would be. And that's not a good thing or a bad thing. (laughs) It's just not what I thought it would be. I think it would, I think I thought it'd be more about the story of a soul in that, you know, our soul goes through different lifetimes and, you know, like our body dies and then our soul's reborn and all that jazz. Um, But yeah, it didn't focus on that. And it was much more about, um, you know, understanding your spark, your purpose, like mm. the type of life you're living, um, friendship, companionship. Like it was, yeah, interesting. I, I do recommend it. I don't know if I fell in love with it, but it's, it is a good film to watch. So, Well, I've heard yeah. other people raving about it. So it was on the list of one wintry weekend. <laughs> <laughs> grab a hot chocolate and sit on the sofa and watch it so and it does sound good. interesting I think it does sound yeah. being like you know purpose and spark and why is something I talk about so much lots particularly in Propel Her we talk about it a lot a lot of books are like you know finding it's important but not all of us find it and trying to find it can be difficult and yeah I think maybe to approach it from a different angle and just have some light entertainment showing you it's dead <laughs> Yeah, and I suppose most importantly, which I'm forgetting, is that this is aimed at children, so it's making them think about these subjects at a young age, which are probably is the yeah. most important element of this. So. <laughs> it's not actually made for 30-something year old. Actually about me. <laughs> <clears throat> no, not that I didn't get lots of unicorn things for Christmas, so okay, just saying, inner child, raving in there. She's, she's still going. She's still going. Like so like on that, what is a life prompt for our lovely for this week so inspired by the book so power hour i have asked us 
what could I do every morning to set myself up for a great day? Mm. Because, as I said, I truly, truly do believe in the power of morning routines. And my thing is, I don't like, you know, miracle mornings like you meant to do an hour. This woman's telling you to do a certain time. My thing is like, do what you want. But I actually truly believe even just like, even 10 minutes, but of something that is going to be the right thing for you will make a difference. And if you can manage to find out what that is, then you should really try and make the effort to build that into your life every single day. So like, as I said, for me, like I stopped doing affirmations and I can tell the difference. And I was like, I'm not really sure why. I, well, I know what, it's just last year, just everything, I just stopped doing them. But I was like, if that makes such a big difference to your day, take that 10 minutes to do them. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So yeah, even if it's something that's small, it's not about spending an hour. It's not about having to do something extreme, but just think, what could I do every morning to set myself up for a great day? Love it. Love it. I will answer that one as well. I mean, your journal's just getting full and full. I, I expect to see at some point. I actually need a new journal for this year and I need to find, I like haven't got a new one at the moment. So I'm like, oh my God, what am I writing in? As I haven't done any journaling for a little while now, but I feel like Verity's is just like full to the brim with all this inner work. <laughs> oh my gosh. I've never journaled so much in my entire life. Oh my God. So if anyone has any more journaling questions, Verity is your woman. And as always, we would love to hear from you, whether it's about the life prompt, whether it's about anything else we have mentioned in this episode, please, please drop us a message at Free and Figuring It Out. We are on Facebook and Instagram. And of course, you can drop us an email at freeandfiguringitout at gmail.com. And we look forward to speaking to you next Friday. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Free and Figuring It Out. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss the next installment. And if you want to be a superstar, please leave us a review. Or you can get in touch with us. Drop us an email at freeandfiguringitout at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time.